It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Audio Frontier. It's Wrestling Daft the Marks. Welcome. I've changed it around this week. I don't know why I've done that. Um, Hailing from Larbert, weighing in at 185 pounds. I'm still not able to shift that Christmas weight. Um, I'm John, producer of the main show, the host of this one. And with me, a man who's bigger than the list of pardons. Donald Trump is handing out. It's Big Alex. How are you, sir? I'm not bad, and I don't think you should be making yourself feel too bad for that holiday week, considering it's the middle of January and Scottish lockdown has been extended till the middle of February. Woo-hoo. I know, I know. Um, oh God, it's hard going, isn't it? But um, I have my beer machine, and that is what is adding to the weight considerably. Um, Alex, the man bun is still there. I'm loving it. Well, I thought if I didn't have it in today, you'd get very upset. As last time I saw John, it wasn't podcast related. John insisted I put it in, so I've learned, and I will continue to learn. Excellent news, excellent news. Uh, let's welcome, he, he's really he's really the kind of main man on the show, isn't he? You know, he's the man that's in. Oh, wouldn't they say that, John? You're the host, come on. Nah, but you're the, man <laughs> in, you're the man in the business, you know what's going on. And this week, you won pizza, Gary. It's Inside <laughs> the Ropes, Gary Cassidy, the lead writer there. Um, I saw this flash up on your Instagram just saying you won pizza and the question is how did you win the pizza? Aye so I, I'm or I used to be a serial competition enterer like oh, I you win things just one. because I just because I'd enter them I, annoyingly I think I've told the story before about how I won a all expenses paid trip to Glen Eagles but couldn't get it half work so couldn't go um, but I won some pizza Domino's pizza I put up a competition about uh, Simpsons memes and I was like well right up my street I love the Simpsons uh, got a few wee Simpsons tattoos I've watched it since I was about two years old of course I'm going to be able to enter that with some knowledge more knowledge than I do wrestling knowledge probably on the Simpsons so I between the pizza and the like yourself John the draft beer I'm probably going to be morbidly obese by the time we get out of lockdown so what, what was your winning meme? Oh, it was just, uh, it was Homer handing the pizza to Bart and Lisa and uh, Maggie saying pizza the food of kings. Um, so obviously a pizza, pizza related one. I was like, nobody else has been pizza related, surely. Yeah. You know, John, you, you love a flawless segue as well, being yeah. on radio. So I was like, pizza, Domino's, you know, Simpsons, chuck them together. And I, so I was a wee tapping and got some free pizza for my Saturday night. So and was what everyone else is just, it feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing Pretty much, nothing essentially, nothing. just everybody went for the most generic Simpsons quote you would get uh, because they would just Google Simpsons quote or Simpsons meme. So, well played, Gary. Well played. What What did you have on your pizza? What is your go to Domino's pizza? We but at Avo. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I can't actually remember. I think I went for the new one that they've got. That was the uh, spicy. I, I love spicy stuff. So it was like jalapenos. Um, I always go for. I'm a traitor. I, I always go for Papa John's and go for the one with the amaro chili, um, yellow chili on it. 
So oh, I just uh, spicy. I'm a big, big spicy guy, apart from the fact that I'm new 30, so it catches up you when yeah. you get a wee bit. I hate to ask a personal question, but how was your um, stomach and digestive <laughs> system in the morning as me not, and Dominos do not get off? Not too bad. I don't want to take uh, Grado's um, topics away from him that he doesn't. <laughs> I won't go into too oh, much. I keep chatting a wee while, so yeah. <laughs> but I uh, not not too bad. I think as you get older, it's not as good. But I, I love my hot sauce, so uh, oh. can't really. Uh, well practiced. Got a stomach of steel. Well practiced in the hot sauce jalapeno region. Right, right, right. I love the cheeseburger one. You know that sometimes you get... Oh, like, oh I, I don't know if you remember, and I think they do the uh, cheeseburger stuffed crust, but I don't know if any of remember the hot dog stuffed crust that was literally a hot dog all the way yes. in it. Yes. <laughs> so That's, that, that stuff was good. Yep, the diet's going well. <laughs> uh, so uh, you're not here to talk about pizza. You're, we're here to talk about wrestling, but uh, we could talk more about pizza if you want. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, we will have all the usual stuff. Well, we're, we're, kind of, we're changing it up. And the reason we're changing it up, I'll get to that when we get to the pot the juncture. Um, basically, we're going to be doing the burying and putting over stuff. We always do that in the company of one of our guest marks. Uh, we'll tell you all about the big shows, what's been happening on them. And we'll have all the latest news from Gary, and he is on the WrestleMania road already um, with a lot of news. There's been a lot of WrestleMania news. Gary, you've got to fill us in on all of that, aren't you? I am. Um, so I was getting ready to play a wee bit of FIFA before uh, Impact Hard to Kill the other night. You know, I was like running it right up to the two minutes before Impact starts and everything was fine, having a wee drink and then boom, press release for WWE announcing three WrestleMania dates and venues. <laughs> kind of ruined my night, but at oh. least I've got all the news about every WrestleMania for the next three years uh, and a wee bit of extra that I've researched as well. So Ooh. sure we'll get into that later. Fabulous. Uh, while we're on the topic of intra- impact, do you have an answer as to why Kenny Omega was wearing a Halloween shirt in the middle of January? I was thinking, I'm going, surely he's got a few in his closet that he can just dip into, but I don't know if it's the kind of thing that he's like, I need to find any Bullet Club shirt, let's just grab a you Halloween just go one. just Hot Topic? He's in America. <laughs> they, they sell them in America in Hot Topic, and he just could have went like, oh... I have absolutely, I've tried to, to, I've not actually tried too hard, but I have kind of asked a few people and no found out anything. No idea why. Maybe it's some, you know, massive tease that we're going to find out and something huge happens at a big payoff on Halloween. But I doubt it. I think it was just a case of, oh, here's a t-shirt. But I, bizarre, very bizarre. (laughs) Very strange. And like, I'm pretty sure Tamatonga even called him out. (laughs) <laughs> I saw earlier just because I still can't get over Tamatonga with his haircut but I digress again just, just talk about briefly about you did you watch Hard to Kill as well Alex? I watched the main event because first of all I'm glad that they put Matt Stryker on a pay-per-view because I like their trying Madison Rain I really do but it's, I just hate Josh Matthews so much that's the, the commentary team going forward as uh, Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown that's oh. it. Uh, I um Josh so, the bin. No, he's been well. He's been promoted uh, to an off-screen role. He's ah. a, he's the producer of the weekly television now. And ah. Madison Rain has she had kind of retired and then came back for a match, but was on commentary. She's uh, completely gone for the wrestling industry. She just uh, has taken a a job outside of wrestling. So Matt Striker and D'Lo Brown. I, I love Matt Striker because I love Luch like Underground Striker. and I love D'Lo Brown. So yeah. win win. Yeah, I, I did. I, I did enjoy the commentary change, and I'm glad they've done it. And I, I'm glad that they've kept Matthews and promoted him. I wouldn't mind him in a smaller on-screen role. I just think on commentary, he's a little too much. He's brilliant, and I don't mind him in commentary. But he's brilliant, and everything he does aside for commentary, and I kind of get 
you know, criticisms that people say, I don't mind him, but he's amazing at everything else and he deals a lot with the media stuff as well. So I'm good to, uh, glad to see that he's still there. It's good yeah, to see him keep still him, there. Keep him in that kind of media <laughs> role, maybe in the words, interview and stuff like that. It'll be fine. Yeah, in other words, Gary's trying to keep him sweet so he can keep his sweet, sweet <laughs> impact interviews keep, coming keep in. Give me the interviews, give me a wee Kenny Omega in the future. I'll be uh, I'll be praising you to the house. So. <laughs> so yeah, as I said, um, we're, all the usual features are back. Um, Fancy Booking Island is on to, however... We're going to flip-flop WrestleMind the Buzz Knox and Fantasy Booking Island because we've decided that we can't be arsed in both of them. It's too much work for poor To give them each their uh, rightful time on yes, the podcast. Oh, yes. yeah. I felt as though that we were hitting average 90-minute episodes of us waffling and we thought maybe <laughs> this is getting a little bit too far now. Yes, that's the right thing to say, absolutely. Uh, so Fantasy Booking Island back today. Um, we will find out what we're booking. It was We set it before Christmas, so Alex, we've had about a month to come out up with some. so I'm expecting fucking war and peace from you on this. It's it's not as good as I'd hoped. <laughs> Superb. After a month of preparation, there we go. So a month, you still say a month. I still only did it last night, let's be honest. Absolutely. Uh, last minute homework and all that. Uh, so that's Fantasy Booking Island coming up later on, but first, it's time to cut our promo. I have... A lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, hand me that mic because I've got to talk about it. Now, I'm of a vintage, we know that. Um, I have two children uh, of differing ages and <sighs> homeschooling, man. Oh, fuck. Just, it's just killer. We're, we're a week, two days into it, I have had, te- oh no, we're a week and a half into it now. And I've had tears galore. I've had division that I'm, I'm not sure. Now, this is the, another thing I want to say, right? When did the, the sums change? I was taught one way in school, right? And now it What's seems changed that the, about sums. What? You might need to give us more information here, John. Right. Well, the, the way they do division, the way they do subtraction and multiplication and long division and all it's all changed bod, bod mass do they not follow the old bod mass now the what's that the brackets um oh, the fuck, I forgot. Ah, it's the order <laughs> in which you do mathematics <laughs> anyway, it's all changed but aside from that i mean the questions are getting asked i want to ask one of the questions i downloaded this right now you guys are quite oh, smart fuck. people you know I'm mathematics <laughs> I, I, no, you got you know you're a CG artist, Alex. You know, oh, but Gary, I've had years of of drug and alcohol abuse rid of my brain, mate. So, Gary, no. I, I fully qualified. You know, I, I watch Countdown every day. If that's uh, gonna qualify me to answer a maths question, right? Well, mate, mate, right now, now the the question was right. It was the old recipe riddle, okay, not the Matt riddle from WWE. Nothing to do with him. Um. Look at this old recipe that was found in the bottom of one of your kitchen cupboards. Some section of the ingredients are missing. Use the clues you're given to complete the list of ingredients and their quantities. Now, there's a series of uh, clues here, like there's one kilogram space, and then it says, the name of one of the ingredients is missing from the list. It's margarine. How much margarine is used in the recipe? So that's one kilogram of margarine, right? What are you making with one kilogram of margarine? This is what's going up like that. This is what it's getting to. So in the recipe, then it gives you 40 grams of super. Then it says blank of flour. 
right? But you get the clue for that. If someone added 40 grams of furs, so you can then go and fill in that's 40 grams of furs, and all the apricots to mix, they would have added 5 kilograms and 990 grams altogether. So they've added 40 grams of fur with 5 kilograms and 950 grams of apricots, right? So people are going to pass maths but fail home economics as a result. <laughs> but then it asks, so you, you go through this, right, and you fill in all these things. Then it asks you, can you write a method for how the ingredients could be used to make this? And then it basically, there's so in the ingredients, there's one kilogram of margarine, 40 grams of sugar, 40 grams of flour, two eggs, 60 grams of yeast, 27 grams of black currants, 50 grams of sultanas and 2 kilograms of raisins and 5 kilograms of apricots. What the hell are they making? The world's strangest fruit salad? I don't know. I, the question is, can you write, a, a, you know, what do you think the, the ingredients are getting used to make? I was like, what the fuck? Hang on, one of the maths questions is, can you now identify the recipe that you've just set up? Just I mean, they're going to take in these real world situations a little bit too far, aren't they? However, one of the, if anyone, I, I'm going to put, do you know what, I'm going to pop this up on the Wrestling Daft Twitter, right? Because if anyone can tell me the missing quantity of raisins in this recipe, they are better than fucking Carol Vorderman, because I have no idea. I sat and I was like, am I being stupid here? I can't work out the, this is for 10 year olds and I can't work out how much raisins is in this thing. So I'm going to put that up in the rest of that Twitter. But yeah, anyway, homeschooling, absolute nightmare. If you're a parent out there, listen to this. The pain is real. It is absolutely... And if you are doing a dry January, just fucking get that in the bin because <laughs> it, there is no way you're getting through this without drinking. So just forget dry January. Homeschooling is hell. We'll get there though and hopefully, hopefully, it'll be done by the mid of February, but I don't think it is going to be, guys. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> It's that time on the show where we like to bury and put over stuff from the wrestling week, um, looking at the good and the bad. Uh, myself, uh, John, I do NXT. Alex uh, does AEW. Gary does Raw because he stays up on a Monday night to watch it. I, I noticed you were on the Twitter <laughs> last night quite <laughs> furiously, Gary. Aye, it's going to be a fun one today. Excellent. Good. <laughs> and you know what? And we, we, we bring on this guy. He's been on the show so many times now. He's our biggest correspondent. It's Mr. Bronze Chill. And do you know what I was thinking, Bronze? You know, I was thinking, I think you should do this permanently, right? But here, here's the here's the kicker, right? If you're up for it, becoming doing SmackDown, but we always offer it out to people. And if people want to come on and challenge you, you're the current title holder, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if people think they can do it, I, we, we'll put it out on the Patreon. We'll put it out on the Twitter. If people think they can knock you off your pedestal as SmackDown correspondents, I say bring it, baby, if you're up for it. Yeah, sounds good to me. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Ron's will lay the SmackDown on them. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the race to get holder. to the SmackDown show. <laughs> 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 title holder, Broadchill's got to do SmackDown for us. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Um, right, let's get into it then. Alex, it's been fun and games in AEW. What has been going on with all this impact stuff and everything? Well, let, let's wind back to the important stuff first, right? Yes. Ricky Starks has once again peaked. Did anyone see the pair of trousers he was wearing this week? It was yes. phenomenal. <laughs> How like... does he keep those shoes on when he's yes, wrestling? Some... 
I don't know. Ricky Starks has got to now be like the suavest man in wrestling. I love him. He's great. But the other, the other big question I have this week in terms of like a people's appearance is we seem to have the case of Kenny Omega and his missing eyebrows. What has happened to Kenny Omega's eyebrows? <laughs> he he traded them for a pumpkin bullet club t-shirt uh, <laughs> before yeah. impact. Uh, is this what Kenny's new gimmick is? He's just going to have no, no eyebrows. And that's how you tell Kenny's a face or a heel. If he's a heel, he's got no eyebrows. If he's a face, he's got eyebrows. It could be a new thing. But. Up until um, recently, I would have taken a cheap pop at him and said that it's because he's expressionless with his uh, promo ability and that's the only way you can tell his expression. <laughs> but I actually am a big fan of Kenny Omega now and I think he's uh, came on pretty much back to his New Japan stuff in AEW. So I would refrain for that, retract that, and I think he's brilliant. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start off weird and something that's going to relate to that, right? I'm going to start off this week by burying Don Callis for being an absolute dick. And that means if he's a heel, that is actually a compliment, not an insult. So I'm inadvertently yeah. using my bury the other way around because right. he's been terrific across all the shows. And I think he's legitimately, people are hating him right now. And that's what a good heel should be doing. So big up Don Callis. He has been really good, hasn't he? I w can I stick in a real life bury of Don Callis here? Oh, yeah. Yes. yes, you can. He's doing the thing, and I get why, but he's doing the thing that I fucking hate. He's doing media interviews in character any like he's getting put as he's getting put to do interviews to promote hard to kill and i get it you know because he's executive vice president so if he isn't in character people are going to ask him about the business and in relationship and stuff and he just doesn't want to answer it and about relationship between the AEW and impact because you know for all we know it might just be a kind of word you know a spoken word thing it might not be a might be a gentleman's agreement of some sort but he's just doing media interviews in character completely and I got to do the press pass with him and they done it on character and thankfully I got the I think it was first or second question and he thought I was Irish as well so that's worse um, but, uh, <laughs> that's the real berry but, I, but he, he answered he kind of apologised for that and he was like oh my family's actually Scottish hence the name Callus and stuff like that um, but I he done the full thing in character done a full interview with Talk Sport you know one of our favourite journalists uh, Alex McCarthy who can draw blood for a stone is absolutely amazing with the questions he asks still hardly eating because it was just in character so that's uh, my burial of Don Callis stop being in character just answer all the questions we want answered uh, you're keeping us on tenter hooks I like the way that it's only the bur the journalist who's going to bury that all the rest of the time <laughs> I, 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 everybody else like, yes he's in character he's uh, keeping kayfabe alive but... I, I, I listened no, to no that, problem, um, the interview him and um, Omega did with Jericho and like Aye. They, they stayed like completely in character well they they, they, they kind of flitted a little bit in and out of it but it, no I, I really like that i really like that i know i'm, I'm so love hate with it because i'm a hypocrite i'll praise mgf for it but i'm <laughs> i'm raging <at> don <laughs> callus because i want to know more for don callus that's the only reason why he's the guy yeah, that's got yeah, yeah. all the knowledge that i want to know but aye stop being in character stop being in character <laughs> right okay alex <clears throat> okay i'm gonna be i'm gonna just get my berries out of the way straight up and i think i buried this two weeks ago but matt hardy that money grabbing carney I mean, again, it was a great line from JR that I'm going to continue to recycle, but I've been questioning this character. And last week they did a little joke about Twitch. So, uh, sorry, if, uh, backstage with Private Party, they were talking about Matt Hardy's new contract. And there was a line from him about how he's not a monster. He wouldn't take away their Twitch and their third party earnings. Yeah. And then this week the script was flipped and it turns out he has done that. So I thought it was a nice little offhand comment last week, but I just don't understand why it's kind of now 
been turning into a storyline. What do you make of the Matt Hardy character? Um, I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't think there's any. It's like his least original character he's done. Yeah. It's weird, I mean, it's, it? It, it might be going somewhere. It's Matt. I'm assuming he's got more in mind for this, but it's not started very well, unfortunately, which is a little bit of the tale of his AEW career so far, which is a shame. He's, he's one of those guys that um, I'm not a fan of it, but he's built up enough goodwill with me to keep going with it because I think he is a genius. And, yeah. you know, he's reinvented himself a lot and done well. So he's, he's got enough goodwill that I'll keep going with it and not be too disgruntled yet. But I am not feeling this one just yet. It's it's just, I'm just meh. Just meh. But speaking of storylines I do like, how good are they now finally addressing the fact that Chris Jericho is a little tag team slut? That made me <laughs> so insanely happy this week. And it was the fact that like, for anyone who didn't see it, um, Inner Circle were in and Jericho has now decided he's going to tag with MJF. And this caused a lot of anger from Hager and Guevara and Ortiz and Santana. I'm glad Ortiz and Santana are now finally being like Jericho get the hell out of the tag team division. And I'm quite excited by the concept of this big inner circle tag team dominance match, which if Santana and Ortiz don't win, I'm going to be very angry. But- Where was Wardlow in all of this? Because I thought the obvious thing would be to put him with Hager after the kind of last week. Oh, know? Wardlow is just, well, that was the idea that they used because they were like, yeah, after the big boys squashed their beef last week and it was just Wardlow looking like really happy with himself at the side and Hager looking a little bit depressed. So I think Wardlow's just kind of being kept at the side for this one. Right, okay. So, okay. But hopefully, hopefully it will be a good match and hopefully it's the end of Jericho in the tag team division. But we'll see what happens. And my final put over, I honestly can't believe I'm doing this, but as a segment as a whole, I have to put over the concept of it. I'm going to put over the waiting room because it was the first yep. time in literal months the AEW female division felt like a thing. Like they felt important. They felt like part of the show. They didn't feel like an afterthought. I thought like Britt's interaction with Cody was great. She kept slagging him off. She literally took a shot at him to make good decisions, unlike the one on your neck, Cody, which I think everyone, everyone popped at. You had Jade Cargill coming back, who's, she's just something about her, isn't there? You just want to kind of look at Jade Cargill and she's be like, I want to like see this. presence, movie. a ridiculous yeah. presence. Like even standing next to uh, Red Velvet, it was just like, you tower over her. And yeah. I think Red Velvet looks like a star as well when she's in the ring. But I was like, you just look like incredible presence wise, like actually looks like a superhero. Yeah, and they managed to get all of like all of the women's feuds into one segment, but didn't feel like they were rushing it all in because you had the Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker bits at the end and Britt being like, I'm not doing it, Tony, and then the match being made official by Tony as well. So it was it was great. The only bad thing that I learned from that segment is that I think Cody's gonna continue to use that awful Snoop Dogg remix of his entrance, but <laughs> crossover, I guess I can't complain. Match of the night, I, I was very surprised that I'm not sitting here saying that it's Eddie Kingston versus Pac, but that turned into a bit of a weird squash match, which probably makes sense almost, but I'm not that against it, but I was expecting more. But it has to be Starks versus Cage, really, doesn't it? I mean, you could argue they maybe went a little, little bit too far with the shenanigans, but they were probably going to be inevitable in that match. And it was fine for me because it didn't so much interrupt with the finish that much. But yeah, good match. Good ending to the show. Moving forward, the Taz and Darby Allen and Sting stuff. So interested to see where that goes next week now that that match is done. When do you think they're going to pull the trigger on Sting doing something? Don't, I, I, I think it's completely fine. I'm, I'm happy to be roped along on this one completely. Just keep teasing it. I don't oh, he care. Turn, he turns up with a baseball bat and 
that's it at the moment and everybody shits himself and nothing. that's what he did with the NWO like, <laughs> if, you, if you go back to a lot of the WCW stuff it was mainly just him pointing the bat he very rarely <laughs> actually attacked anyone with the bat so I think it's a little bit of an homage to the way he was booked in WCW right okay okay I know it'll be interested here we go right nice one Alex um, let's move on to NXT and where are we at with NXT at the moment we're into the Dusty Roads tag team classic just before we get into this, was did the tag team classic not used to be a summer thing, and then it's now changed to a January thing? Yeah, it seems that way. I I can remember it being a summer thing, but maybe I'm just maybe it's just me and you, Alex. But I, I don't know. No, because I think they changed it last year for some reason, and yeah. I remember it kind of catching us a bit unawares. But. I've never understood. You know, I, I get that it's obviously pays homage to the great man. It was Dusty Rhodes, obviously the kind of founding father of NXT. But I don't, Dusty was never a big tag guy, so I've never no. understood that. I've never I, understood I also, that. and I, I know that you need to mix it up, but I hate it when actual tag teams are in it. I prefer when it is people throwing the oh, gear. Oh, I, I don't, I don't. See, I think it needs to be one or the other. It either needs to be all tag teams or all teams thrown together. I don't like the mishmash of the two. Right. I don't yep. think that every year it's always a mishmash versus an established team, because I think it kind of buries the rest of the division a bit. Yeah. Although there is one thing I feel very strongly about on NXT, so I'll wait and see if John buries or puts over and be raging or ecstatic, depending on oh, what he does. Right, okay, I better I better watch what I say. <laughs> see what you're going to say. Um, let's first of all put over um can shot say that stuff's built in quite nicely now. I want to put over that swinging neck breaker that finisher that um Candace did from the top rope. She's so good. I mean Candace is really a million bucks in that ring. She's really, really good. Great wrestler. Um, probably, I, I would probably say the best wrestler in the division. I, I don't think that's a hard push, is it? Mm, I think Ayo Shirai is just oh, above. Wait, 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 yeah, <laughs> just above. Just above. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think Candice, that that looked, that was a thing of beauty. That and um, you know she dragged Shotzi still needs a bit of help. I think looking at it in in the ring, and I, I think Candice is the right person to put her with. I mean, you could tell. I mean, there's such a buzz for Shotzi though. You know, they, they really are making her into, into a big star next year. And I think we talked about it in the predictions. She she might have a belt on her by the end, end of the year. Um, and you know, I think the entrance puts her. You know, when the crowds get back on, she goes up to the main roster. That puts her over instantly with the tank and stuff. Anyway, so yeah, cool. Um, really, really like to put that over. Uh, move on to the buddies. I'm not. I've said it so many times, but um, the cartoon stuff with Dexter Lumis, I'm going to skip over it because I've said it's just fucking stupid. I don't know what they're doing with it anyway. Um, kind of ruined that. They had this beautiful serial kind of like weird character, and it's just just not understood what everyone liked about it yeah yeah what is wwe's obsession with concentrating on one injury we've had it with on the main roster with the eyes shit all throughout <laughs> the years now it's fucking broken jaws like obviously right well finn bauer too had a genuine broken jaw we know that now we've got a kayfabe broken jaw from kyle o'reilly because you can tell it's kayfabe because he had at the same time as uh, kofi kingston has seen... a legitimate broken jaw yeah, yeah it's just broken jaws everywhere so yeah i don't know why they, they seem to like oh let's let's do so he's broke his jaw let's do another thing broken... maybe it's that kyle o'reilly comes back from his broken jaw injury quicker than finn bauer or something and they have a rivalry about who healed, whose jaw can heal the quickest. It's a rivalry over a broken jaw, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm devastated that Richard Keel passed away because if you could have Jaws as the special guest referee in the, <laughs> uh, in the rubber match, it would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, 
Um, and I'm also going to bury uh, three matches on the night ended in interference. Okay, I thought you were just going to straight up bury. <laughs> just bury three I matches. No, no, no. But it's just like, it was just the kind of go-to theme throughout. You had Indy Hartwell interference. We had interference in the, um, the, the main event. We had interference with... Uh, Austin Theory, it was just like, it just seemed to be the go-to, and it was just like, right, okay, I get it, lots of interference. So just stepping away with that, so three matches in interference, um, didn't, I'm not a fan of that. Um, going to put over uh, maybe, I don't see, Gary's got me, I don't know what to put over or bury now, because Gary's got something big, and he's going to be raging if I don't put it. Yep. Fans get <laughs> fans getting into NXT, I thought that was a good, no, it's not that. Debut of the Rascals. Yes. Man. The debut of the Rascals, um, now knows it as MSK. I don't get it. Oh, the, the name's a load of shite, but I couldn't uh, care less. Even their, their individual names are a load of shite, but they're amazing, the so I couldn't care less. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming um, Impact own the rights to the Rascals and all that then. I don't think they do. I think the individuals do. Um, I'm pretty sure Desmond Xavier owns his name. He got changed to Des in Impact. And uh, Zachary Wentz just went by Wentz in, uh, in Impact. I think it is just WWE thinking that, you know, Impact is small time enough that, you know, we've just changed their name. We repackaged them. In a year, nobody remembers who the Rascals were. I mean, the Rascals isn't a great name. No, <laughs> the Rascals is a pretty rubbish name. Gary, I, so I, I think, uh, and even at that, I, I hated the full treehouse thing. I just think they're like, for me, I think in terms of in-ring action, they're the best tag team in the world. Uh, so I really, really can't wait to see what they do. Yeah. I'm not sold on the name, but no. I couldn't care less. I just think they're amazing. It's like, uh, and I'll, I'll make myself controversial here. It's like Biffy Clyro. Terrible name, but who cares? Because people like them anyway. <laughs> I quite like Biffy Clyro as a name. No, I hate the name, but I love them. But uh, <laughs> MSK is the same. There you go. Yeah, ah, fair enough. I know it's a, it's a terrible name. So yeah, no, I like. I thought obviously the debut with them, and um, you know, it was obvious they were going over. Uh, do, do you think they have a chance of winning it, Gary? I think it'll be the Grizzled Young Veterans myself. I think- I, I think they're finalists, definitely, but I'm unsure who wins of them and Grizzled Young Veterans. But I think both will come out looking good anyway. Yeah. The one thing I'll say, did we catch the <laughs> Nash Carter's got to be a Nashville Dixie Carter thing done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, well. <laughs> it has to be a shot there. Um, but I, I think they're definitely going to go all the way, um, at least to the final. I'm not sure if they'll win, but I don't think it matters. I think, I think that's... To, getting to the finals establishes them enough. Scrap the tournament, stick one of the teams on Raw and one on SmackDown. Who cares? Uh, Raw and SmackDown need them more. There you go. They need a lot of tag teams, yeah. I'm surprised, you know, you're surprised that a team like that don't go straight on to the main roster. Do you know what I mean? Because when they're so desperate for tag teams. But hey, Vince doesn't care. Has no one learned this yet? Yeah, nobody cares about tag team wrestling. If he wanted tag teams, he could fucking have tag teams. That exactly, exactly. Do you know what? I, I know. I, I, did I tell that on one of those shows that the reason that Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling is because he has to pay four guys as opposed to two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, and talking of tag team wrestling, match tonight for me main event. I thought Breeze Angle versus Undisputed Era was very good, despite more fucking interference. Um, and it's good to see, obviously, Pete Dunne. Um, I 
potentially, potentially think they might go for a triple threat. Again, put Kyle O'Reilly back in with Finn and Pete Dunne and uh, Pete Dunne pins Kyle O'Reilly to protect Finn Balor and wins the title and then Karrion Cross takes it off Pete Dunne. Maybe, maybe that's how it'll go. Uh, but Are you yeah, looking no, heel versus heel, John? Uh, yeah, I think I might be. <laughs> oh, no. WWE, you mad bastard. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, that was it from NXT. Uh, Bronze Chell, what have we got from SmackDown? So first and foremost, we're going back to Vince McMahon's spending. He's bought himself some new toys. He's got some 8K cameras. I don't know if you've seen footage oh, of the entrances. Yeah. Man, yes, they are amazing. <laughs> uh, absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm going to put the new entrances over. Um, Jey Uso came out first cut a great promo and he's now referring to Roman as the provider so no alliteration there happy with that so what have they given up <laughs> on the tribal chief and instead they're trying to make him sound like he's your dad pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that's for all the women for like John's wife so John can be like oh you can now just call me the provider and it means I'm Roman Reigns <laughs> <laughs> could sell millions of t-shirts with that like I'm, I'm the man of the house I'm the provider can that be the next wrestling daft t-shirt can we just get a photo of John and just write the provider on it <laughs> provider of love it yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not I'm not sold now I thought the tribal chief was the whole kind of tribal thing and uh, I, I thought it's a lot better yeah fair enough fair enough mm-hmm. so Nakamura interrupted him and he's very, very much back to being a baby face because he uses his old theme tune again Yay! <laughs> I like the <laughs> way the crowd are now to sing along to it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel really sorry for the Japanese band that were doing the vocals over the top of it because they've been unsentimentally <laughs> trapped and uh, John do you know why they did it in the first place yeah, to stop people singing along to it. Yeah, so I mean, it was always it was never going to stay. I know, but the poor guys have put their life and soul of writing lyrics to Nakamura's theme. They're probably losing <laughs> out a bit of cash via PRS, you know, so poor guys. It's all right, because their money will go to either Lee England Jr. or Nita Strauss, whoever plays them in at WrestleMania. So at least it's getting recycled. I hope it's Nita Strauss. I've got a real thing for her. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I don't think it's weird to have a thing for Nina Strauss before you move on. Uh, do you know she's related? I think I've said this before. She's related to actually the composer Strauss. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I woke up at 4 a.m. to interview her one uh, morning about... Oh, a year and a half ago. Yes, this is oh, complete. Oh. We've had this conversation. Gary <laughs> <laughs> told you that before. fact, John. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're now you've got to the stage of recycling Gary's facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, Bronze. Continue. That's all right. It's fine. Um, so, great match between Uso and Nakamura, and uh, Cesaro was on commentary, and they're teasing the fact that he's still a heel. So, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Um, Best of seven was... series. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So is he? Is he? You know, I, I did see that, that potentially he could be. He's going to challenge Reigns. I would like to see that. I think they're going to do the bar in reverse first. I think they're going to have him with Cesaro and then maybe go back to that. Maybe have Cesaro as turning or have Nakamura versus Reigns. But I think they're teasing the Cesaro thing first. Wouldn't mind, but as I mentioned last week, you know, the Nakamura thing, everyone's gone, what well, should be Nakamura facing Reigns? And I'm going, you didn't think about that two weeks ago. It's only because WWE presented it really well that you're managing mm-hmm. to now think that Nakamura should be challenging Reigns. So. I think if anyone at the end of last year was like, yeah, I think we should put Shinsuke Nakamura back in the main event, everyone would be like, <laughs> no, they've been burying him for years. 
<laughs> but. Exactly. <laughs> but speaking of buddies, first buddy of the night was uh, Rey Mysterio versus Corbin, unfortunately. Um, Dominic Mysterio was way out of his depth on commentary. He was like a deer in headlights. And the Forgotten Sons have just vanished. <laughs> so... Bring them in for Christmas. Yeah, there is a there is a reason for that, which I will not disclose. But people can probably make up their minds. All oh, right, okay, right, okay, right, okay. <laughs> I told Mysterio while we're on the subject. Did anyone see the picture of um, someone uh, putting up a, a protest outside the Pataudry with a Ray Mysterio? Yes, mask? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> the caption was 8 p.m. putting out a banner outside Petrodry, 10 p.m. the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Scott that put it up that I've seen him. That would make sense. One of our patrons, Scotty Kirkwood, it was Scotty Kirkwood that asked <laughs> off of the yeah. <laughs> um, And my other buddy of the night, I want to buddy the final segment, but not for any of the reasons that people think. I've got absolutely no problem with Kevin Owens being in the main event picture for the Rumble. Um, Heyman chased Adam Pearce all night with Royal Rumble contracts. Roman finally signed his. Pearce limped up the ramp and pretended that he had a, an ongoing injury. And when he was talking, his mic kept cutting out and it really took away from the moment. So for me, that's why it's a buddy. Um, let's say no issues with Owens taking over the main event for the Rumble. Just that spoiled the moment for me. Fucking Kevin um, Fucking Kevin yeah. It's been a while since we've got a good berry on Kevin Dunn. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to put over again, Billy Kay with the Riot Squad. Um, you know, <laughs> dressing to look the part. Instead of giving the rock hands, she looked like she was doing Spider-Man's web slinging, which is just <laughs> very weird. And um, for any of our Australian listeners, I want you to let me know what Australian mosh pishing is. <laughs> <laughs> mosh, fishing. mosh pishing now i didn't want to google it because yeah. you know what pishing is here so i don't want to end up seeing something that i don't want to see so yeah yeah stay away from the works it would just be one one of the headbangers taking a leak as, 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 as i say as i say um stay away from works computers alex is currently googling mosh pishing i can see it in his eye. i'm getting right so i'm getting like mosh and do you know what the second link is it's G on Twitter that's hashtag Smackdown mosh pishing but there's nothing to actually explain what mosh pishing is right okay I think it was a I think it was a Drew McInfart moment by uh, by, by uh, <laughs> Billy Kay again I think it was just the wrong wording but I'm not sure if it was deliberate or no which even better if it is I'm, I'm totally down for that if all the superstars <laughs> are getting a little bit disgruntled and all going to start putting in like purposeful slip-ups just to make memes <laughs> you know, get see if we're paying attention at that time of the morning <laughs> brilliant love, love that uh, match tonight Mr. Mr. Chill um, so Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan I think it was to be expected oh. um, highlight of the match was Daniel Bryan going for a top rope Hurricane Rana but Cesaro caught him manoeuvred him around and then hit a beautiful spinning top rope superplex Um and Cesaro beating Daniel Bryan with the neutraliser made him look like a credible threat leading into the Rumble, especially if, as we've just said, if it's going to be him versus Nakamura, Nakamura's main event, or Cesaro's not quite been there as talented as he is. If they're going to, you know, level him up before he takes on Nakamura, I'm all for that as well. Yeah. So, a really good show again. That Daniel Bryan, it's a strange one with Daniel Bryan at the moment. He seems to just be putting people over, doesn't he? I think by choice he's said that um, he doesn't really see himself as a full-timer anymore. 
Really? Uh, aye. And he had said that since before he even came back. Um, But I think it is... Aye, I think it's choice. Uh, but that's Kurt Angle was a big fan of that match. He compared it to his matches with Chris Benoit. So mm. wow, that's, he publicly aye. said he should he who should not be named. Yeah, he has several times. Kurt Angle's uh, Kurt Angle oh, said Chris Benoit quite a lot on Twitter because he's not um, he's not um, he's also not contracted. Ah, he's not contracted. Yeah. But I think uh, I think you know it's Kurt Angle who's going to tell him what to do. Exactly, exactly. No, but <laughs> Daniel Bryan, one last title run. Did everyone? Uh, do you think that should happen, or do you think he's done? I think I think that Daniel's legacy is better the way it is, and I think right. that's the way he'll be remembered as the champion, as the little champion who never got the full run he deserved, but he did have big moments. Anything now is a bonus because we didn't think we were going to see Daniel Bryan back in the ring. Yeah, so I think just that it doesn't really matter what he does now. He's already, you know, WrestleMania thought they will live forever. I don't think it really matters. Yeah, yeah, I think if that was the only thing you ever do as a wrestler is that moment at WrestleMania 30, you can retire yeah. fucking happy the next day, can't you? So it's... Nah. Is, is there one last... That, right, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get off Daniel Bryan in a minute, but is there one last Daniel Bryan, one competitor in the WWE universe, whether it be NXT or the main roster, you would like to see him face? Johnny Gargano. Oh, Gargano's a great shout. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It has, yeah. That, that, if, if Gargano was a face and Daniel Bryan was a heel, that would be a true like, passing of the torch, I think. Aye, that, that's a great shout. Uh, Paul, you got one? As bad as it sounds, you could probably put him to NXT. Like, I'll, I'll not say, you know, draft him to NXT, but he could have some amazing matches. <laughs> you know, even him <laughs> versus Pete Dunne. Oh God! Yeah, aye, so many aye. good matches out there for him to have, isn't there? Just yeah, that's what he could mm-hmm. do for the end of his run. Put him down to NXT, make him like some kind of trainer type figure thing Bauer. down there. And... But is he? Well, it would be. Oh yeah, it would be full circle because obviously he was the rookie in Miz in NXT. So yeah. I don't. I think I think he might have faced. Surely he's faced Finn Balor at some point. But I again, can't, I can't. Drew McIntyre had the face AJ Styles up until. I, <laughs> I, I, I think they might have been on separate brands because Daniel was because Balor was on Raw for most of his run until his last part yeah. of SmackDown. So maybe during that last year on SmackDown. But apart from that, I think they were always separated. Yeah, uh, might be. I uh, maybe there's not. We talking that. Sorry. Um, what was the match of the night? Yeah, you said that. Prasad. No, that was yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, right, uh, Gary, Raw, come on, hit us with it. Gary's right. It, 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 I, from what I've seen, from what I've seen, the podcast. from what I've seen online today, it looks like there's been some good bits. However, aye, aye, I have aye. seen some fucking shanners as well. <laughs> what, what's happening? So, I might set the tone with my put over, my first put over. My first put over is Gilberg. Uh, (laughs) Gilberg had a heart attack that put him in intensive care in November and he's back collecting a paycheck for WWE well done Dwayne Gill Um, that's all I can say absolutely brilliant you know that guy has wrestled uh, wrestled appeared (laughs) in WWE in four decades now as Gilberg wow I <laughs> does he give royalties to Chris Jericho still after managing to maintain that guy? No, no I, <laughs> but um, but I so so my first put over is just Gilberg the fact that he's you know recovered for being in an intensive care unit two months ago to being on <laughs> Raw that is ridiculous. Oh, uh, I, and, Jesus. I mean. I knew it was happening. They, they didn't. They didn't announce Goldberg before Raw, and then the second Raw happens, they say Goldberg's going to be the guest on the dirt sheet. It's like the Miz is going to introduce 
Goldberg. Of course, it's going to be Goldberg. Mm. Like, they, 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 I mean, it's not something they've ever repeated or done several times before. Uh, of course, <laughs> it's going to be Goldberg. But well done to Goldberg picking up that check. Um, and I didn't see. I don't. I don't follow James Ellsworth. I didn't see if he instantly put out a tweet about his best friend Goldberg. So. Um, but, <laughs> <sighs> I'm not even going to bury that segment. Because there's enough other things to bury that I'm I just going to say the segment was the segment was shocking, uh, and another wee mini put over from it, which I don't, I can't believe I've got two put overs for it, is the fact that the guy from the Santa Claus was in it, and they didn't even reference him by name. Billy Bob uh, Thornton. No, Bern- Bernard. No, no, no that's no, bad, no, Santa. That's aye, bad Santa. Aye. Uh, no, Bernard for the Santa Claus, who's also in 10 Things I Hate About You, which I'm annoyed they didn't do a 10 Things I Hate About Drew uh, quote in it. But they had the guy that's in that. He's also been in like, super bad and stuff. Um, they had him playing Drew McIntyre. And while I hate body shaming in any way, the best tweet i seen all night was somebody saying Drew Mack and spare tire because it was a guy with a belly where they killed. And I, it honestly made the segment all right for me when I seen that tweet. I was like, right, that's, that's cheered me up enough that I don't care too much about it. But, but that full segment was bad, but it's not even in the biddies. So, uh, so Paul mentioned the 8K cameras. I love them. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, we've, we've mentioned so many times on this how good WWE is at production. You know, documentaries, the vignettes, everything they do production-wise is amazing. Raw was shocking production-wise, absolutely terrible. So they had, firstly, the cameraman missed bit, uh, well, uh, Peyton Royce attacking Charlotte and the camera just shook really violently. I don't mind, everybody moans about the camera cuts, you know, they have like whatever, 60 cuts in 60 seconds. I don't even mind that. I get that they're going for, you know, urgency. And I think it's just the world we live in that everybody wants, like, you know, short attention span. Boom, boom, boom. This is what's happening. Um, But they missed that. They then had uh, Asuka get cut off, like, halfway through a backstage vignette. They had Bobby Lashley stamp on Riddle's foot, but was a mile away from him, and the camera caught him, though actually stamping on his foot. And the fact that Riddle mentioned a few weeks ago in SmackDown, he's got no feeling in his feet for having frostbite continuity there um, but they missed that they, everything was just wrong they were showing the Wrestlemania report segment which is just a full five minute vignette and they cut to the middle of the ring with nothing happening and Alexa Bliss's theme tune playing in the background ten minutes before her entrance everything production wise was just bad um, are they in a new venue? are they in like a new Thunderdome now? yeah but they have been for a long yeah, time um, moved recently or anything like that the rumours are that they are still, you know, facing a depleted roster for obvious reasons. We know why Drew McIntyre's not there. And maybe that affected production, but I've not heard anything about that. But everything was just really disjointed and really, really unlike WWE. It was just production-wise, everything was terrible. And this was like, they, they showed a 10-minute pre-recorded video package at the start of the show and 40 minutes in there have been three major production issues and it's like come on like I say this you know as somebody that loves Impact it was worse than Impact like in terms of production wise they, they just didn't I, I don't know what was up hopefully it's just a one off hopefully we go back to them being their brilliant selves you know production wise next week because for me if like with WWE even if I don't like what's happening in the ring or you know in terms of segments production keeps it up and it just didn't. Um, so that was the, the major thing for me that just 
was bad. It was really bad. Um, other biddies, and there, there probably are a few things that people disliked. I liked one of the things that people really disliked. So I'm saving that for my next put over. Um, but my other biddy is going to be when things don't make sense. And I always say this, you know, wrestling's at its best when it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, you need to work twice as hard to make it good. Um, so they had Alexa Bliss declare herself for the Royal Rumble and then she pinned Raw Women's Champion Asuka later in the show so by the theory of that should she not just have a title match at the Royal Rumble and people were saying well she declared before she pinned Asuka and I'm like that's true but without exposing the business too much the writers knew she was going to pin Asuka when they had her declare for the Royal Rumble. It's <laughs> the simplest thing ever. Uh, and the reason that she's, the most likely reason that she's not going to be against Asuka at the Royal Rumble is because Asuka will be defending the Tag Team Championships, which we forgot she has with Charlotte Flair because they didn't do anything with them last night. So she's going to be defending them probably at the Royal Rumble, which means unless she defends the title between now and the Royal Rumble, She's going to have defended the title the last time at the end of November. So where's the 30 days. day rule? Yep. Days. Uh, so it's just it's just a mess. I feel like Asuka's brilliant. And again, the production issue didn't help last night. But they, they just kind of dropped the ball in several ways on that. And, and the Charlotte thing was bad as well. But obviously they just dropped the ball on everything there, women's division-wise last night. I thought it just didn't look good at all. Um However, the last put over is going to be the thing that I think a lot of people would have buried for last night. And it was the main event, um, which didn't quite get my match of the night because I'm going to talk about match of the night. But um, Alexa v. Asuka was brilliant. There was, again, a thing that, you know, when it happened, I was like, Ugh. and it was, so they had Alexa Bliss come out. You know, they'd already done the Alexa's playground segment, but they had Alexa Bliss come out. Um, a new kind of dress, she's got a new entrance, but like, uh, the, the music's a wee bit altered. They've got the fiend in the background, or uh, or blue Alexa Bliss in the white uh, background turns to black and red, like Stranger Things, um, and all that kind of thing. They've they've done everything well there, and then they have her versus Asuka. She comes out in a black kind of dungarees style dress. I guess I don't know. Um, I guess that's what you'd call it with a pink t-shirt under it, kind of natural makeup on her usual smiley self, and then she's kind of fighting for underneath. Asuka's getting the better of her. And all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss kind of gets the better of Asuka. She's standing in the middle of the ring. The lights start going down. We cut to an ad break, which it did last a wee bit too long. We had like four minutes in between them getting back to normal. Uh, but when it came back, the lighting came up. Alexa Bliss is all in black, black t-shirt under the dress, uh, black lipstick on. And she wrestled like the fiend. Uh, so completely like no selling stuff she kind of sold a wee bit but selling in a way that somebody that's been possessed would I get why people don't like it people don't like their magic people hated the fireball segment but this was really good for me character work wise and then at the end they had our pin Asuka with the, the sister Abigail stood in the middle of the ring and they had to flick her back uh, the thing they've been doing amazingly recently that I love, the post-production thing, Ed in the pre-recorded segment for, for before Raw and had her back in her normal attire and then had Bray Wyatt's voice to the let me in and she mouthed along to it. I just think what Alexa Bliss has done is brilliant. People don't like this, but I love it. I think it's the only reason I'm watching Raw right now. Uh, so I think it's uh, I think it's brilliant. However, match of the night, 
and I almost just made my put over two things that happened to it. AJ Styles v Ricochet. If they'd have had them wrestle for three years, I wouldn't have complained. Uh, they had AJ Styles went for a phenomenal forearm and Ricochet caught him with a recoil. I mean, it was a good match apart for that. Uh, almost looked brilliant again, AJ Styles' bodyguard. The end to the match, they had Ricochet ricochet off the top rope and AJ Styles caught him for a Styles clash and it was just brilliant it's like the kind of thing where I always say the most boring thing about wrestling is the wrestling <laughs> but this was the highlight of Raw <laughs> it was absolutely amazing so match of the night ricochet AJ Styles if you're going to watch it and yet again I'd say just go to the end or watch the Randy Orton thing just because it was bizarre uh, you, after getting the Dalsim fireball um, last week from uh, Alexa Bliss he's now wearing some sort of luchador mask with a red nose popping out did I see <laughs> that right aye and he also said he had first degree burns which a first degree burn is sunburn uh, so, <laughs> so like get your medical terms right Randy come on uh, but aye he's wearing like a he's wearing an El Santo-esque mask um, that just has his nose sticking out, which I don't think that mask would help burns anyway. Uh, but that is the, the meme of the night that I had to resist for putting up several times was that Randy Orton said during the promo, I'm wearing this mask to not only protect myself, but to shield everyone else from the horror I endured, which is me watching Raw for the past month. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I quite like it because that is the one thing about Raw that's keeping my attention is the full Randy Orton fiend, you know, Alexa Bliss thing. But, Aye, last night was a rough watch. <laughs> if you're going to watch it and just skip to the AJ Styles Ricochet match and then watch the end, you'll you'll, you'll see everything you need to see. Okay, I, I'm a fan of the. I think the likes of Bliss stuff's good as well. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of it because at least it's something. And well done, Gary. We've got through a full raw thing without <laughs> any mention of retribution. Well, that almost one of my putovers. Mace looked amazing in the ring. Dio Madden looked absolutely brilliant in the ring. Uh, so I think I, we could call him Dio Madden and he could actually be a wrestler. I, I man, just get him against Brock Lesnar. Pull that uh, story back full circle. <laughs> but that, that, he, he was brilliant in the ring against Xavier Woods. That full bit was enjoyable. Not quite enjoyable enough for me to mention it as a putover, obviously, but it was enjoyable enough to, for me to not bury retribution. Excellent. Well, well done, done. Retribution. <laughs> well done, Retribution. Um, thank you very much for that, Gary. And thank you very much to Bronze Chill, the current guest mark title holder. We'll see you next week. Unless anyone out there wants to rise to the challenge and take on the man, let us know on the Patreon or on Twitter. That'd be great. And that's where you can put on your buddy or put overs uh, for Rabbit and Gradle, who are back on Friday. You can do at Wrestling Daft. You can do it on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast or just plain old Wrestling Daft on the Facebook. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's lockdown. I know there's not really the urgency to shave. We've all got a bit of bit scruffy over lockdown. Alex, your hair is just coming out of everywhere. I, I personally don't really intend to cut any of it until at least 2022. Right, okay, you've got a fantastic moustache ever. But if you wanted to get rid of that moustache, can I suggest that you get Harry's? Um, it is an absolutely brilliant shave. Um, I've got one of the, of the, the packs through recently um, and I've been using it and see, because I, I cut I cut generally my down with a, you know, what do you call it? Trimmer. Like an electric shaver kind yeah, of. I'll, I'll do that, but I'll do, life. My, I'll do my neck with a, a razor. And I'm the same because we are uh, we are wrestling fans who are commonly referred to as neckbeards. So you yeah. need to get rid of the, the underneath. 
but yeah, and I, I tell you what, Harry's is the way to go. And um, basically, they've got the best quality products. They bought a factory in Germany that's been making blades for over a hundred years. It has this factory, right? Let me tell you about this factory. There's six hundred engineers, designers, craftsmen, and chemists in there to make Harry's products the best. They use the finest materials and ingredients. Who would have thought 600 people are involved in making razors? Incredible. But um, basically, they do all this and they'll make sure that you'll get a quality shave at a really fair price, right? So they've got a trial set available. And in this trial set, this is what you're going to get. It's going to give you a close, comfortable shave and you're going to get a weighted ergonomic handle in there you're gonna get five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade and um, you're gonna get rich lather and shave gel and you're gonna get a travel blade cover on there and um, it's a great shave like i say and grado you'll hear it on the the main podcast always going on about the shave gel it smells really really nice it's nice aloe vera and you can get this trial set really, really easy by taking up our offer. You're not going to get that for £4.95. So it's a brilliant offer, which you're going to get all that stuff in. The razor handle, the five-blade cartridge, foam and shave gel, and the travel bag cover for just simply £4.95. And your way to do that is you want to get onto harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft and pick up your trial set for only £4.95. Bargain. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's the Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. I've, I've, I've dropped inside the ropes. It's really hard to squeeze Aye. it. That's all right. I'll, I'll just uh, I'll plug where you can read my big mental article on Re- WrestleMania. <laughs> anyway. Absolutely. Where can we read your mental article in Re- on WrestleMania you're about to tell us all about? So you'll no need to read it because I'm going to sum up the main points for it anyway. But if you did want to go back and read it, then just go to itrwrestling.com. And uh, I've I've done a, well, about three articles now on WrestleMania. All the confirmed information, which we're going to get into. And then likely attendance and precautions that might be taken. And how the Raymond James Stadium has been transformed to deal with the likes of WrestleMania because there's another event happening similar. So yeah. WrestleMania... Obviously, we mentioned it earlier, you know, WWE sent out that press release. I think most of the listeners, I, I don't think all are from the UK, but hopefully you'll kind of be able to work out the time. At 5 to 1 in the morning on Saturday the 18th, um, 17th, kind of going to 18th, uh, a message uh, for WWE, the full statement on uh, WrestleMania 37, 38 and 39. <laughs> <laughs> so normally we get a WrestleMania uh, announcement. Obviously, things are a wee bit different. If you've listened to this podcast or if you follow me on Twitter, I've mentioned, I think back in October was the first time I reported that WrestleMania wasn't going to be WrestleMania Hollywood this year as, you know, as it was announced, which most people will know the reasons why. 
So we don't need to go into that. I'd previously reported that it's going to be at the Wrestle, uh, uh, the Raymond James Stadium, which was where WrestleMania 36 is meant to take place. So that is now where WrestleMania 37 is going to take place. The one WrestleMania of a year that, of the year that was too big for just one night is no longer an accurate tagline because we now have another WrestleMania over two nights. Uh, this year's WrestleMania is going to be over two nights at the Raymond James Stadium, which holds. 65,890 people. I think we can assume that that's not going to be the case for WrestleMania. One thing worth noting, legally, WWE could run a full house. Um, Florida is, you know, there's there's no restrictions against them running that. Obviously, people have not ran full houses. We've seen AEW running certain capacities. Um, there's been NFL games at said stadium. There's going to be the Super Bowl 45, I believe, I think, uh, is going to be at Re- the Raymond James Stadium. That's expected to be roughly 22%, which is what the average has been. 14,483 has been the, the kind of attendance capacity that there's been. The reason for that, obviously, social distancing. Um, they've been having pod Ticket sales, again, WWE have announced ticket sales uh, will, or ticket availability will be announced in the coming weeks after Super Bowl, most likely. Um, but they've been selling tickets in batches of up to six and then six feet distance between each pod. Uh, a few things about the, the Raymond James Stadium. Everything's contactless. Uh, so you can go and park. You can go into the stadium using your, your ticket, you know, turnstile, whatever. Uh, go through them. You can go and buy food, go buy merch, go to your seat without seeing anyone, without touching anything. Uh, Essentially, everything is contactless, everything's touch-free. They have made the toilets touch-free. You don't have to touch the taps, don't have to touch the toilets. They've put 300 hand sanitizing stations around the venue. Um, Everything in place for those NFL matches, for the NFL. Of course, the kind of thing that will be infrastructure in place for WrestleMania. So they could change the attendance, they could change all that, but all that stuff's in place. Uh, so essentially, WrestleMania will have fans. Um, WWE have been pretty forthcoming about ticket sales are going to be uh, announced soon. Will have fans, will be at the Raymond James Stadium, not on March 28th as previously announced. They've put it back to April 11th or April 10th and 11th because it's over two days now. And then WrestleMania Hollywood, which was announced, we all thought Rock v Roman Reigns, WrestleMania Hollywood, might need to wait two years for that now because that's going to happen in two years. And the one in between is at the AT&T Stadium, which we've previously seen a lot happen from uh, WrestleMania is included in Texas. So Hunters of WrestleMania stuff. The one big unknown is events surrounding WrestleMania. It's obviously over two days. So you can probably take for that that TakeOver's probably not going to be on WrestleMania week as it wasn't last year. Um, However, Hall of Fame, Dave Meltzer saying that the Hall of Fame is planned to be virtual, which, you know, the climate we're living in, that would make sense. Um, When I reported on WrestleMania moving to Tampa in October, the one thing I was told uh, was that the WrestleMania uh, would normally or would likely take place for Raymond James Stadium. But I was told that WWE had locked down a lot of venues in Tampa. Since then, obviously, they've moved to a venue in Tampa (laughs) to actually do their weekly broadcast. But I was told 
a few other venues that were meant to be for, you know, the, the things that normally take place in terms of signings, meet and greets and stuff like that. No sure if meet and greets will take place, but there are venues apparently locked down for such things. Access is up in there. Takeover's up in there. Hall of Fame ceremony's up in there, but Dave Meltzer says that'll be virtual. But WrestleMania will take place with fans, possibly only 14,000, but a hell of a lot more than were there last year. So at least it's something and it's dominated the news and made me have to stay up an extra hour and miss the first hour. <laughs> <How> <laughs> miss the first hour I had to kill. <laughs> how do you guys feel about a WrestleMania in a pretty empty, large stadium? Because I don't know how that's going to look. It, dep- it depends on what they can do. I mean, they can do obviously, like, I guess it's going to be quite distance out, but they can obviously, br- I wonder if they'll somehow. They need to bring the Thunderdome screens. You know, put- I, I don't think they will because that's a lot of infrastructure, but I actually thought personally that it might have been better in the Thunderdome. Yeah, and just bringing some people Aye. in and bringing your setup in because I, I, I'm personally of the opinion that I don't think they're going to get 14,000 fans in for WrestleMania personally. I think they will. I think they will. Again, I'm not sure. You forget what happens, what's happened tomorrow. Well, that's the Oh, aye, aye. So I haven't come up there politics-wise. I I think there's going to be some federal things coming down that's not so state-specific. That's what I was going to say. If, when Joe Biden comes in, he's obviously, I mean, America's out of control in terms of COVID. God, that's easy for us to say here as well. But, you know, it's it's like, do you think... I think you've just smashed a window in the glass house here, John. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, do you think Biden could obviously put the you know if if, if Alex is saying there's going to be federal laws handed down here I mean there could be you know a full stop put on Wrestlemania and it could end up resorting to a Thunderdome I, I wouldn't be surprised for that to happen I think I, well, that's how I, I, I kind of mentioned there that it's all dependent on the Super Bowl but no one point that I definitely missed is that Joe Biden is definitely a factor in that because he could just say no events with fans Biden, Biden will not have the same, uh, I mean, I'm making grand generalization statement here, but I don't think Biden's going to be anywhere near as liberal or lenient as Trump has been with professional sports. Yeah, I, so. I'll be interesting because it'll be interesting because obviously, you know, us wrestling fans, WrestleMania is our Super Bowl, but obviously to the Americans, Super Bowl is, you know, the whole family around the telly. It's the biggest sporting event in America. Now, you know, any president that's going to, you know, put the brakes on the Super Bowl, you know, that, that'll be very telling at that point. Um, but I know I'll be interested to see what happens. Oh, top WrestleMania news, Gary. Um, and just we'll, we'll do our little story. Uh, Matt Cardona um, turning up on Impact now. Yeah, so um, Matt Cardona, obviously known as Zack Ryder in WWE. <gasps> Oh. <laughs> just gave away his full identity um but you know when when the april uh releases were announced while he wasn't in the most prominent position in wwe a lot of people were like it's a bit surprising because he's got such a big online presence turned up in aew it did unfold it was only announced uh, or only contracted to a five appearance deal um, he did appear, I think, five times. He wrestled, I think, only twice. Everyone thought AEW would pick him up. I mean, they might still. There is a bit of a working relationship with where he's ended up. But I, one of the biggest shocks are hard to kill. I thought we'd get 
the young bucks appearing at Hard to Kill. We did not, but we did get Matt Cardona and he made his actual wrestling debut. He wrestled Ace Austin, really talented guy for Impact. If nobody knows who that is, go and check out his stuff because he's absolutely amazing. Um, but Matt Cardona wrestled him, picked up the win. The The thing that came out on commentary that was a bit odd was um, they said Matt Cardona now with Impact. Um, Fightful have reported that he's not quite signed to any contract yet. However, Impact this week have recorded months of content as they have been every time they've done tapings. So there's a good chance that he could have signed a very short term <laughs> deal with Impact and he could still be appearing on their televisions up until May or June uh, because they've recorded that much TV. But we've got Matt Cardona there. The one kind of, or there's kind of, actually there's two wee, uh, you know, split faucets to this one because Matt Cardona, obviously really good friends with Impact's uh, current uh, talent, Brian Miles, Kurt Hawkins, runs the MFW podcast the, uh, that Kyle Customs, that's friend of Wrestling Daft, has provided figures and stuff for, has appeared on. Um, but he's there, so it makes sense to have them there. However, one thing that came out about the, <laughs> the major wrestling figure podcast recently was another hard-to-kill thing. Ethan Page, who's no longer contracted to Impact, had a match on Hard to Kill with himself as Karate Man. He completely said that Impact fucked him over <laughs> with it, that it was match. potentially the worst <laughs> cinematic match of the year. It, <laughs> it, it was not good. I think his talent shown through. And I, I, like the one thing I tweeted about the match, I'm normally, you know, I, if you can't say it in nice, don't say it at all unless you're on wrestling daft and then let it out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but the, the one thing that I said about it is, man, he's going to be an asset to wherever he goes. That was his last Impact appearance. And through the the private group of that podcast, which is now two guys that are in, in Impact, he said that Impact lied to his face, were very greedy, and wouldn't send him the full edited version of his match and that they essentially have buried him on the way out and that he's not going to be doing it and they'll speak in anywhere until he debuts elsewhere. Um, so that was interesting because that's two Impact guys that have put a statement on that essentially. Uh, but I Hard to Kill, it's amazing that the two no most newsworthy things that came for Hard to Kill weren't the, uh, anything to do with the AEW World Champion pinning <laughs> the, the Impact World Champion clean as a sheet in the middle of the ring. <laughs> so. yeah, because Kenny Omega is the real world champion. Have you not listened to a word Don Callis is saying? <laughs> <laughs> he's not a character that's just Callis, the truth. <laughs> I, I was on character anyway. Yes. Aye, <laughs> exactly, but aye, so, so there you go. Ethan Page feels buried by Impact and kind of buried Impact on his way out. And uh, Matt Cardona might be with Impact, but who knows? He's at least going to be there for a few tapings. And uh, one other person that's going to be there for uh, Impact fans is ODB. She's announced she's returning to Impact. So, yay! Uh, I love ODB. Can we? Can we? Can she go and join Crazy New Eric Jung in some way? New, new knockouts, uh, tag team champions. Yes, they, they, they held them for four hundred days. So there you go. Brilliant. Well, uh, that's good news for Impact. Good news for you guys. And well, it's it's not so good news that. People are burying them on the way out, and they're burying people on the way out, John. But I mean, well, yeah, okay, right. Point taken. Let's move on. Thank you very much for the news, Gary. Cheers. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. It's what it's all about these days. It's our way of trying to, you know, give you more content if you pay a fee. It's a bit like the Netflix of wrestling, but not really half as good. 
We've basically got lots of extra content that you can pay for. Uh, you can join up on three tiers. We all love a tiers, I keep saying, during lockdown. Uh, they're split into Cruiserweight Champion, Intercontinental Champion, World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, each of those have got different varying degrees of things you can get. As a Cruiserweight, you'll get ad-free versions of the episodes, early episode access, bonus content, full video version of this podcast, and you get to vote on what you want to see on the list of wrestling draft and vote on Fantasy Booking Island, which is coming up in a minute. Um, tier 2 Intercontinental Champion you get a video version of the flagship show plus you get an invite to our pay, Patreon pay-per-view party go to do one for the Rumble um, I don't think I've started a new job and I'm up at quarter past 4 in the morning and as it's my first couple of weeks I don't think I'm going to be able to take the time off um, so I think I'm going to try and do an evening showing of the Rumble if you are interested even if you stayed awake John you might miss the end of the Rumble well, travelling to work that's what I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking so I think we might try and evening Patreon pay-per-view party if I can keep my eyes open uh, so yes um, we'll try to get that on the go uh, in a week on a week on two weeks on Monday a week on Monday ah Jesus rumble right, season it's the road to Wrestlemania um, and and uh, you'll get a bonus episode once a month which will be coming soon we still to say what that is actually I think we're looking at doing something with Rab rate, listing doing a massive list of wrestling daft of the top 10 wrestling computer games because Rab loves his wrestling games um, if it's not No Mercy or uh, is it it's going to be Virtual no, Pro Wrestler 3, no, then he's wrong. It's going to be No Mercy. We all know it's going to be No Mercy. Though in saying that, it is Rab, so he'll have some obscure... No, well, you see, let's see, there's the N- do you remember NWO versus WCW Nitro Revenge 2? No. Ah, that one was brilliant. Yeah, that I remember one, that. that. I think it's a reskin of a Japanese game called <sighs> some kind of virtual pro wrestling. So I go back to the old school WWF wrestling game in the arcades where you could play like Earthquake or Hulk Hogan or Macho Man. That was brilliant. Anyway, I've got a WrestleMania game on the Sega Mega Drive sitting <laughs> in my cupboard there, and I've also got one on the Game Boy. So, um, I they better be included, or I'll be in region. Right, okay, um, <laughs> we'll look out for that and that. Uh, and tier three world heavyweight champion, about 15 quid a month. Uh, free wrestling draft t shirt design your choice. First dibs that coming on in the running, or as a guest, Mark, which you need to take on bronze cello for for the, the championship. Uh, so if you fancy any of that stuff, please get involved with us. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We've got a lovely, lovely, lovely community, and I love every single person that's on there. Everyone's so nice. Um, so yeah, get on there. And talking of which. Alex, before we get into the next section, I've got something to read out to you. Uh, so get signed up now, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, and we'd love to welcome you to the roster. Ah, we're back. We're back on the island, and we all need a break from homeschooling, or is that just me? Um, grab a pina colada as we sit back and we book something from the world of wrestling. And remember, it's the island where anything goes. And before we get into the booking for this week, however, um, I forgot to read this out at the start of the show um, in response to Turning Japanese, which was back last week as we reviewed Wrestle Kingdom. Thank you very much to our patron, Neil Gow. He's a big fan of Turning Japanese. Uh, he'll be gutted that it isn't on this week and that Fancy Booking Island is back. But uh, he had this to say, Alex. Here we go. I'm worried. I'm worried. Right. Neil said bad things to me before. <laughs> Much like you've been called out in the past for your utter disdain towards all things AEW, remember that guy in Patreon, yeah? Uh, I feel that I need to do the same for the lack of respect shown towards current NJPW roster member and holder of the never-openweight championship, one 
I didn't mention Shingo again. Oh, God. Yeah, one Shingo Takahi, which you forgot to do the last time, Alex. It was bad enough that he was all but ignored by Alex during his G1 intro last year. Yes, I still remember that. No mention of his recent Wrestle Kingdom appearance overshadowed by the man who challenged him and lost the damn match was nothing but a slap in the face. Not only that, but it was done twice, almost to add further insult. Say the Jeff Cobb match one more time. I dare you. I double dare you. See it. On a less aggressive sounding note, I'm finally fully on board with Jay White. His match against Ibushi was fantastic and I don't know what levels above dickhead heat, but he's definitely there and producing it by the ton. I'd actually be sad to see him leave as it's almost like he's only full hit, hit his full strike in NJPW in the last few months and could end up having to start all over again in WWE. But what do, do, I, what do I know? Damien Demento used to be my favourite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what's one level above dickhead heat. Well, right back heat. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, Neil, I promise you the next New Japan pay-per-view we have, we will do an in-depth review of every Shingo Takagi match moving forward. Absolutely. I'm going to remind you of this. And, oh, just to grind John's gears, I had a vegan curry on Hogmanay. It was one of the best <laughs> meals ever and came with an oat yogurt and mint dip that was out of this world. Polished off by a steak pie the next day to balance that out, though. So that's fine. He balanced it out. Well, then... John, did you hear the big news from the vegan culinary world this week? No. A French vegan restaurant has officially been awarded a Michelin star. It's the end of the world, I'll tell you. Feel? Forget COVID. This is the end of the world right here. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone, says Neil. Neil, thank you very much for your correspondence. We'll, we'll love when you get in touch and pick up Alex on New Japan. Love I'm it. never mentioning a DF God match again. Yeah. I mean, the Shingo Takagi match. The Shingo. Neil, we're going to have to get Neil on next time we do turn in Japanese. We're going to have to get Neil on to, to do just specifically the Shingo <laughs> match, right? We'll definitely do that. Uh, it so can be our uh, Shingo Takagi correspondent. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for that, Neil. And um, we will move on to Fantasy Booking Island now. Uh, before Christmas, it seems such a long, long time away. Uh, basically, uh, Ben said, um, you know how in sometimes in soap operas do, they do a flash forward uh, where people were in different relationships, someone died or something bizarre happened. Could you come up with a flash forward that would be interesting in wrestling? Um, so eventually I won that one, which was great holding the 24-7 belt aloft in a WWE ring. So what are we booking? We're going to get you to vote on this. And who goes first this time? Because I can't remember. It's been so long ago, I can't even remember who the current champion is. Can anyone? Oh, it was probably you. You just want us to remind you. Let's just say it's me. So I'll... I'll um, do you know what? I'm going to go first. I'm going to take the pressure off you guys. I'm going to my, my because my booking is quite simple. I know Alex has had a month to think of this booking, so I'm expecting it'll be spectacularly complicated, and he'll need his full two minutes to book it. So um, yeah, I'll go first. So hit that timer. Two minutes starts now. Here we go. Right. So we start off outside of WWE Stanford, where a Mr. Graham Stevely in full leotard is outside with signs picketing, um, and we'll say this is a non-COVID era, saying, book Grado, book Grado, in a very similar way to ICW. So we have vignettes going out each week 
or book Grado, and it's just wrestlers bypassing them day by day, Vince McMahon, who getting security to lift them off the ground, you know, we've got little things of him trying to sneak into Stamford in a box, you know, stupid things like this, it's Grado, and these vignettes run week in, week out. However, the 24-7 title in the meantime is going on, and you know what, someone, let's just say, um, whoever, somebody goes and wins it, let's just say Drew McIntyre, for example, do you know what, it goes, wins the belt, and do you know what, this is a pile of fucking shite, and he puts it in the bin, right, right, and that's, we think, is the end of the 24-7 belt, however, the Tash gets taken out and put into the bins outside of Stamford, and in there's the stamp, the 24-7 belt. And who goes past the bin when this is happening? One Mr. Graham Steveley, who finds the 24-7 belt on the, in the bin and declares himself the 24-7 champion. And so uh, we start a whole thing of Gradle as the unofficial 24-7 champion running around Smackdown and Raw, declaring the 24-7 the champion, and we get some comical matches as a result of it we bring the 24-7 back title into a kind of hardcore era where we have matches in ball pits matches at mini golf all that sort of stuff and you know we end up with a match and he does it properly in the ring after all this shenanigans and we end up Grado standing aloft on that second turnbuckle with the 24-7 title can I can I add one thing yes um so can whoever fan-wise who's listening to this podcast and is doing the running on Friday please tell Grado that John has just booked him as a bin raker <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't 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 tell Grado that you know the, the marks is a sacred place people don't grasp me up to Grado because he's I'm in the bad books as it is because I've went I've ended up starting a job at a rival radio station to his which is Go Radio and I've started a job at Clyde One and he's not happy with me at and all. And you've got Billy Kirkwood as your tag team partner, so who's his tag yeah, team yeah, partner? Yeah, yeah, Billy Kirkwood works alongside me at West FM. Uh, so, yeah, yes, so, um, yeah, don't tell Grado that. That would be much appreciated because I've got so much heat with him already. Um, right, okay, who's up next? Fine, I'll I do think it. I, 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 I was going to say, I've just ripped mines in the time that you've been Probably saying. I'll take the pressure. Yeah, right, no, that. let's save the best last. Let's let's hit Gary. Let's no, hit. no, no, no. Let's not get Gary finished. Let's get Gary time to finish. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've just wrote it in the two minutes that John uh, said that. Probably two minutes start Yo. now, Gary. You've had a month to think about this, by the way. So. I am wearing a Hulk Hogan t-shirt who, coincidentally, the last Raw that was good might have been Raw Legends night. So let's go to the next Raw Legends night. And in the ring, we've got R-Truth hosting a segment where loads of Raw Legends. And suddenly, the camera starts to shake. And it's not just the, the lackluster Raw production team. The camera is shaking because outside the arena was parked Vince McMahon's private jet. But that's been crashed into by total non-stop aviation's uh, jet. <laughs> the staircase comes out, and who walks out but Captain Grado? He's walking backstage. Goldberg's music's playing because Goldberg is in the ring as part of a segment involving loads of legends, and Grado <laughs> is walking there and finds Chip Cheese and Donner meet sitting and says. That's Madonna, to which Madonna appears on stage and starts singing Grado's theme tune. Grado walks to the ring, 
all these legends have kind of scattered away. Although Artruth is somehow no longer champion because the person standing in the ring with a belt is Honky Tonk Man. Grado <laughs> walks to the ring, pulls something at his bum bag, and the thing he's pulled out is hemorrhoid cream. So Grado puts hemorrhoid cream on his fist, rubs it in, gets to the ring. Honky Tonk Man says, I'm going to take a bump for you. And Grado hits him with one punch with the hemorrhoid cream, which Honky Tonk Man kind of sells. Uh, and then <laughs> Grado hits him with a wee boot, picks up the one, two, three. Grado is your new 24 7 champion. Brilliant. Brilliant. That, that's fantastic. I don't even want to offer any more bookings. So many gimmicks combined there. So many bits from this show combined into one brilliant booking. Um, great, Gary. Love it. Alex. I was going to bring in, uh, I was going to have him with a tag team partner called the Badass Billy Gaddy, but I decided not to bother. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Okay, Alex, what is your booking? A right, month... Well, I want a bit more sensible and I've put him in NXT UK. Does that count? Because I didn't realise. Oh, no, that's to... fine. That's right. And he doesn't technically hold the belt in the ring at the end, but I'll get to that. It's fine. Right, okay. You're Two minutes start now. Right, so for this to work, the 24-7 belt has to be a thing. And he's Truth's going to lose it back to Drake Maverick. So Drake Maverick's going to be the champion. Now, um, Grado's going to get his friend, Joseph Parks, on the podcast. And when Joseph Parks is on the podcast, he's going to invite Grado to be part of NXT UK's unsigned battle royal at their next pay-per-view. So we're going to get all the little um, promo packages of Grado with all the boys, like with Gallus and getting back around, and like him and Sha and all the unsigned boys. I know that Sha is signed, but just pretend he's not, right? So we come to the night and we're about to have the unsigned battle royal. But at the beginning of the night, Drake Maverick comes out and he's like, no, no, before this happens, we need to celebrate someone who is actually signed. Someone who maintained his job during the pandemic. We want to celebrate me. But Grado, you know, accidentally interrupts him because Grado doesn't realize that the match hasn't started yet. So we have this big battle royal, which Sha wins. That's how he gets his contract. But at one point during the match, Drake's a bit pissed off at Grado, so he sends down Killian Dane to take him out. So this leads to shenanigans throughout the whole show of just essentially Grado trying to get the title off Drake, but he keeps running into Dane. And he ends up in like a bin and he ends up, I don't know, in a boot of a car in multiple situations. Until we get to the end of the night when Drake Maverick comes out to call out Grado. So Grado comes out onto the stage, is once again blindsided by Killian Dane and is knocked off the stage and is just out on the stage. So at this point, Drake comes up to have a wee celebratory dance over Demo, but of course, out comes Big Gallus to sort out Drake Maverick. They take out Dane and they just casually toss Drake Maverick off the set. They then look down at Grado's body on the floor and they decide to just pick him up and throw him off the stage onto Drake Maverick. And then a dressing referee appears and pins him one, two, three. Grado is now your 27, 24-7 champion. And just to end the night, Sha runs out just to check if Grado's okay. He's still completely out. So what does Sha do? Sha pins Grado and runs away with a 24 7 Ha 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 Brilliant. Love that, love that. So there you go, our three bookings. Uh, do you know, before, before we get into it, you need to give a mention for Sha because he's obviously a friend of the show and it's just brilliant. He had to obviously... We, we kind of heard within it an inkling last year that he had been signed to WWE, um, but he had obviously, you know, concussion and injury, and it's just, it was just what a brilliant moment to see him in that WWE ring. As Ed did you Harvey, see the, did, I was going to say, did you see the segment? Because the Ed, Ed Harvey thing, I was like, being obviously somebody that looks at all the news shit, I was like, the fucking trademark, Shah Samuels, why are they calling him Ed Harvey? And then obviously he'd done, the, he'd done the thing and I was like, oh, that's amazing. I just, I just Absolutely think amazing. did that, but it was, it was amazing. Uh, you know, it's great to see Shah there. So, um, that, you know, 
good luck to Sha in the NXT UK. So anyway, that's their three bookings for this week. You've got mine where we basically redo the book Grado in the Windsor Twitter. No, it's called the Bredo Binraker Booking Dot. <laughs> no, it's not called However, that. it will be so, remembered. Uh, and we do that outside Stanford. We have um, Gary's, who's basically amalgamated every gimmick from this podcast into one. Benaki <laughs> didn't appear. That's the only downfall. That's true. <laughs> and it was a twenty-four-seven uh, tournament. It was a twenty-four-seven booking, Gary. You actually could have easily had Fanaki in there. I'm kind of disappointed yep. now. You mentioned. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. one of the legends in the ring. <laughs> and Alex has done, you know, uh, Grado in NXT UK and pinning um, Drake Maverick. For the title with shenanigans from Gallus and Big Demo. Um, so yeah, we'll get that up on our Patreon if you want to vote on that. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and uh, we'll get a booking up and next week it will be the, we're going to do Fantasy Booking Island, the results and the new booking in a couple of weeks time and next week it will be the turn of WrestleMind the Buzznox. Woo! And also just to add to this, John is also going to put the booking up to the Patreon after we've done the show so there's time to vote on it. Oh, forget. Don't worry. And next week guys, we're going to do Swat Up on your Royal Rumble boys. I have, I've been trolling WWE.com and lots of sources to find the most stupid, pointless facts about the Royal Rumble for you guys to try and guess next Oh, week. love it, love it. So that'll be chance for to win a Wrestling Daft t-shirt on next week's show with WrestleBiting the Buzzlocks. So um, that's it for this, this week's show, guys. Thank you very much for joining me as ever. Um, what are you looking forward to in wrestling this week? Is there anything? I'm looking forward to seeing what the fuck Ricky Starks wears this week. It's becoming the highlight of my week. <laughs> I pretty much just dynamite for me. Um, AEW dynamite, I think, has along with SmackDown, obviously, has become like one yeah. of the most most see two hours of the week. So I'm looking forward to that. Not looking forward to Raw, but Raw will be the go home to the Royal Rumble. So I guess that's something. Well, hopefully, hopefully it will be. Uh, I'm very much personally looking forward to the fight pit match, which is going to be on NXT. Are they going to have it this week though? Did we well, ever get a reason why that didn't go ahead that time before? We don't know. We still don't know. Nah, they'll just put it off for a couple of weeks. Why yeah, not? Exactly. Why, why one not? one thing I'll say that I'm looking forward to. New Year's Smash. We've had enough of being beaten by AEW. Let's do it in a week when they're having a down week. Yeah. One thing that obviously we've not mentioned too much that I'm looking forward to is I'm really liking the ICW stuff on the network. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. I have to uh, say it's been a good, a good week. I've got to put a shout out to Coach Trip who messaged us um, <laughs> because. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but currently on the ICW network, the WWE network, Coach Trip has him um, doing. It's a disaster. It's a catastrophe. <laughs> an impression of Tommy Sheridan on the, the WWE network uh, when he was cutting a promo in the ring. So we're going to have to play that out to Rab um, on Friday's show. So uh, shout out to Coach Trip uh, for that one. Loved it. Loved it. Um, so that's it for the show. Uh, rate and review, subscribe on Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Get those five stars in. It really helps us. Um, Rab and Gregor back on Friday, of course. Uh, list of wrestling daft after the fireball incident on Raw we can't ask in the question what's the strangest things you've seen happen in wrestling there's a fucking lot in there uh, it's going to be hard to pick out that one uh, anything coming off the top of your heads well I've been watching Raw for the past few weeks so right. there's hurdles but, uh, but I would say that either May Young giving birth to a hand or yeah. the, the thing that always comes up Katie Vick Katie Vick or May Young yeah it's the hand. It has to be the hand. It's always. I mean, there was. I mean, did Vince not crucify his daughter live on TV as well? Probably. 
Aye, uh, there's that, and obviously Hornswoggle being Vince's son, that full thing as well. Yeah. And uh, and Vince actually dying on TV. Yeah, Vince blowing uh, himself. And, uh, aye. It was the aye, terrorist was the attack from, um, fair, what's his pre- name as well, about that time, so. Aye. Bray Wyatt's aye. currently dead, to be fair. So, you know, and Braun Strowman uh, uh, died recently as well. So, lots of people die and just come back to life, so there you go. Uh, the pun in is drug wrestlers. Come on, Gary, you can get me one. I'll, got, I'll give you stunned mm. cold Steve Austin. Oh, John, that's that's too easy. You take that back and you think of the better one. All right, okay. <laughs> the blue um, I'm um, um, the blue ketamine. Oh. I mean, you do realise that blues are Valium, not ketamine, so that oh, doesn't actually work. Valium Venus is one. There you go. Sorry. Get Valium Venus in there. Valium Venus. But blue keta, um, the blue mini blue ketamine for God's sake, Alex. It's because you're, you're you're mixing your drug. You can't you can't. Right, okay, I forget you're an expert. Wrong. I forget it's you're not an the correct expert. drug analogy. I'm sorry about that, Alex. Alex obviously in his spare time he works in pharmaceuticals. I wasn't saying anything else about Alex, honestly. Right. So anyway, and the, the wrestling road. Or they could have a, a one for DNA. Can abyss. <laughs> that works. It was it was the pause in between. It, it works. It works. Um, and more wrestling daft roads. So it's currently it's one of our favourite features. I don't guys, please tell me you heard last week's story. If you haven't, have you heard it, Alex? I haven't actually. No. What was the? Go back and listen to. It. I, I I can't do it justice by telling you about. It's <laughs> it's it five minutes of just you'll laugh you'll potentially be sick as well so go back and listen to that if you've not heard it already you'll see it on our, our, our social media uh, streams if you haven't heard it so get up there so hey, that's it for this show thanks very much for listening patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft for more content get your uh, merch we've got some brilliant t-shirts up there which I keep meaning to get for myself I want to get the Hogan one I don't even get them for free I have to buy them for fuck's sake um, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft that's it for us. Get Gary where? Wrestling Gary on Twitter where I'll just be sharing. Uh, my, my new thing is going back and doing um, stories that, you know, only actually news. Um, but I've just <laughs> I've just done one that is like my favourite story ever. That's an Inside the Ropes video for like when Cody Rhodes done a tour a couple of years ago. And it's a, I only wrote it because it's a Royal Rumble one. Yeah. And it's Cody Rhodes mentioning how he was going to enter the Royal Rumble match as a youngster uh, and he, he did get the like right you've got 30 seconds and CM Punk was it before him and CM Punk goes right you've got 30 seconds what do you want to do and he's like oh, I don't really know and then they figured out this thing where it's like you know he'll have a back and forth with CM Punk and then he'll, he'll kind of push CM Punk over but he doesn't actually go over and they said that they went out done that and they realised only 2.7 seconds had been taken up so he still had another 27 seconds to go seen Undertaker in the corner in Madison Square Garden this was and went up and just stiffed Undertaker in the back of the head and he said these exact words I went fuck it I'm gonna just go and punch Undertaker and see what happens there and he said the Undertaker turns around really slow and he essentially shites himself uh, and 
ends up with Undertaker selling for him, taking a bump for him, and he said that's the moment he realised Undertaker was God and just wants to give back to the business. So I'm writing up shit like that because wrestling news can be really depressing. Stuff like that is amazing. I love when wrestlers end up just being absolute marks and Cody Rhodes came across as a complete mark for the Undertaker there, and I loved it. So I am just writing up shit like that on Wrestling Gary at Inside the Ropes as well. Fantastic. Check that out uh, and make sure you get the latest issue of Inside the Ropes and check out all the stuff Gary's doing on the website as well. And Alex, yeah. have you tweeted anything since we last spoke to you? Probably not. Brilliant. I think I'm it's a social just... media whore, mate. I'm an absolute social media whore. Alex should now, for the next week, tweet his favourite Shingo Takagi matches or facts. <laughs> yeah, do that, do that. Can, can we actually invite Neil on? I should do a Shingo Takagi quiz one week as well. Yeah, absolutely. You should do all that. And you'll get me at Producer Mac. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Wrestling Daft the Marks. Until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.